after a brief hiatus. I don't know if we could really call it brief. I'm not exactly sure the last time we recorded, but let's let the past be the past because right now we have high expectations is back and better than ever. We're going to have an extended, we're extending our golf corner. A lot to talk about. So stay tuned right now on We Have High Expectations. Dude, you still live? You still live? Has it been two weeks? Has it been three weeks? How long has it been? It's been at least a month. (laughs) We took a little summer break. I mean, you know, we had some. Been like firing off hot takes at my two-year-old left and right. (laughs) I don't have a podcast to talk about. Oh, well, a lot has happened. We're going to keep it pretty focused this uh, this week on. We're going to talk a little Hawkeyes, as always. We got to keep our fans happy. But then I know. Um, I always say a lot's going on in the world of golf, but uh, the world of golf has expanded to. Other countries other governments (laughs) recently so we'll definitely get into that and hey it's u.s open week coming up uh this weekend where do you want to start we got to start with the hawkeyes yeah start with start give the give the people what they want give them what they want speaking of that i'm coming home i'm coming home tell the world i'm coming home let the rain wash away all the pain of yesterday i know my kingdom awaits and they've forgiven my mistakes i'm coming home i'm coming home tell the world i'm coming i'm back where i belong yeah i never felt so strong we can't hear you Matt Gaten's coming home baby Gator's coming home now we got you just a little bit better, but not a whole lot better. I thought I, I thought LeBron was going back to Cleveland. <laughs> oh, I love it. There's nothing better than a good old P. Diddy of coming home montage. Well, are we done with the Matt Gaten's talk, or are we? Yeah, there you go. Matt Gaten's is <laughs> home, baby. All right. So, golf corner. <laughs> no. No, I think you got to switch back to your jab right here, boss. I'm on it. Is that better? It's no, I can hardly hear you. Oh, uh, did you get me talking during the? Uh... I didn't hear a word you said during. If you were if you were singing along or something, I didn't hear any of it. All right, is that better now? Yeah, I got you now. Okay. All right. God damn it! I was going Johnson County, Iowa City. Oh, that makes more sense. That makes more yeah. sense. Leave this all in, by the way. Well, this absolutely. All, yeah. <laughs> this is the show. Yeah. This is yeah. the show. <laughs> Yeah, so I maybe maybe somebody else could have heard. Maybe like maybe the sound will be good when we actually publish it. I I don't know, but I couldn't hear you. So <laughs> I kind of hope so because that would make this even better. <laughs> oh yeah, it'd be fantastic. What the hell's Drew talking about? Yeah. 
So anyway. Kirk Spirow uh, retired and we hired Matt Gatons. I feel like the last time we had a podcast a month ago, we actually predicted that to happen. It's just, you know, we weren't around to confirm. Did, our they, an- did they announce it last week or did they announce yes. it this week or? OK, gotcha. Last week. Yeah. Gotcha. Matt Gatons is officially he's, the. Uh, he's back. He is back. So he'll be recruiting the state of Iowa as an Iowa Hawkeye legend. That's true. Iowa, Iowa high school legend. Iowa high school legend. Him and his teammate, John Licklider. <laughs> From Iowa City High. Like, uh, the more I think about that, the more amazing it is that Gaines even ended up at Iowa. Like, can you imagine, like, playing with John Licklider in high school and be like, this guy kind of sucks. And then and all of a sudden he's like on your team in college. I'd be like, well, yeah, like, like again, really? <laughs> Can I just go no. somewhere that he's not at? Yeah. Like maybe I'll just go to Kirkwood. Like, you know, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, that's about all I got on it. There's not, a whole yeah, lot not much is going to change. Right. Coaches. I know he was like a grad assistant for Bruce Pearl down in Auburn, and then he's been at Drake the last few years, and now he's at Iowa. So I think, you know, with Spear Albion, the former Hawk, he fills the slot of having a former Hawkeye on the staff, and which is what it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, let's go. like, I mean, other than that, I mean, I guess as we get into the summer, we can start breaking down some football. I mean, I saw there's some Spencer Petrus workout videos online that we could probably break down. I mean, he's, you know, he's dovetailing into a XY hook Z cross route with a dig corner post ZY ham step T-bone wa- uh, walker drop four. That's why. I mean, that's why this is one of the best podcasts on your on your Spotify subscriptions, because as you're out there on a Saturday night, probably tossing back a few cold ones, maybe sitting around a bonfire, maybe watching a band outside at McGrath Amphitheater in Cedar Rapids or something. Drewski's sitting at home watching Spencer Petrus workout videos for you, you, folks, for you. Have you seen these tweets? Like no, from his, thank, cor- thankfully from his quarterback I, coach. Like, thankfully, I haven't. <laughs> you'll have to go. You'll have to go look them up. It's just like so. Like obviously, I was making it up, but I'll read one of them here. Um, I'll, I'll 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 see if I can find him. Quarterback coach. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> got him right here. So I'll air read quotes. Both quarterback coach yeah. and air quotes. Air quotes. Yeah, this guy. Like I'm gonna read this to you, and you're gonna be like, none of this makes any sense. Okay, let's get to one about Spencer because I don't want to besmirch somebody <laughs> else. Like that might actually be decent here. Okay, uh, I can't find one with Spencer uh, apparently, but there's got to be one here. This is great radio. We're killing it. And are how coming off how many radio. are there? Like, is this this Dude, guy? This guy is... Like, yeah, he like tweets like nonstop. It looks like I don't I don't like actually have like a Twitter account, so I'm just on like the Twitter page. Let me just do this real quick. So he coaches or he trains like he like, like a private quarterback like coach. Yeah, yeah. Like apparently he does, which is even more crazy than like. Spencer P like so apparently he um he works with Spencer Petrus he works with uh he worked with um what's his face uh Nate Stanley um and he works with uh Big Nate 
and he works with uh geez um the the guy they got recruited from you know in the next class marco lorenz or whatever lorenz so i'll just i'll just read you the one about art stitsky with uh uh university of illinois these are the like this is the same type of thing university of illinois quarterback art stitskowski Working dovetail jump stop resets, we turn to play high-low concept, especially to left, to make a straight balance throw with consistent sequence on plant or one reset. Always easy to choose the swing throw. The actual video is just him turning his shoulders twice, taking a little three-step drop diagonally, and throwing a slant route. <laughs> I mean, it's like, like you'll have to go look it up. It's the dumbest shit in the world, you know. Like, I mean, I actually like it's been 25 years, but I, you know, so things have obviously changed, or no, 20 years. Sorry, not 25 since I played quarterback. But like, the guy shows all these videos, and I'm like, yeah, we called that a in route, and we called that a five step drop. Like, I understand I played it in high school and not at a higher level than that, but there ain't no way that it's changed that much. Like, yeah, you know, it's not like, that you know, complicated. You know, uh, Marco Lenens playing deep Hank, working seven steps to OTB, then dropping back foot to middle into jump stop to make a straight balance throw was consistent sequence to 14-yard curl. Like, like, I might as well be, like, reading Chinese to you, right? Like, oh, no, that's why. <laughs> that's some, I mean... When they talk about, you know, the internet and social media and some of the problems <laughs> we have in this world, I mean, the positives are right there. You're looking at it. Text yep, me. This is it. This is the reason we have to keep social media. Right? Absolutely. Text me that thread because I know there's what game five of the NBA finals tonight, but tonight, I would yeah. rather go rather through that, that thread and watch those, watch those clips. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just so funny. Like the guy. He's talking about Spencer, and like he just like dropped back, throws the ball, a little high, a <laughs> little outside, the dirt, yeah. Like nobody, <laughs> you know, with nobody near him, and it's just like great throw. And I'm like, yeah, a little high, a little outside. Um, but you know, yeah, I mean, he caught it. So, uh, but anyway, we can always break that down later in the summer for everybody. Yeah, there you go. That's why you got to like and subscribe because more of that's coming later in the summer. <laughs> we should just do a podcast where I just read this guy's whole Twitter feed. 2028 <laughs> QB Trey Traff Ferrari. 2028. 2022, that's six years. That kid's in eighth freaking or seventh grade. He's like, what, like a 12 year old? Yeah. He's in seventh grade. And his parents wow. are paying somebody to teach him how to play quarterback. And just wasting money. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's hilarious. Oh, but yeah, that's uh, that's the world we live in now. So, so I had Speaking Corbin not football, but I had Corbin out back, and I was throwing him a little soft toss into our into our you know uh, screen that we that we bought. You know, so mm -hmm. maybe I should start filming that and putting it online. Sounds like you could probably be a hitting coach, right? I mean, yeah, now, I mean, I the part of the reason we missed last week is because I had to take Lily to you know the pro at Des Moines Golf to get her first golf lesson. You know, like uh, she just yeah, turned two, yeah. and you know, you look at those videos of Tiger; she's already behind where he was at and where Rory was at it too. So we got to get her going. So exactly. Um, now you should so, yeah. see where Corbin's. I mean, he's getting right into that slot and turning his hips. I mean, at it's, it's clearing, impressive. clearing the hips, clearing the hips, and getting that, <laughs> getting those hands, keeping those hands back and exploding through. Exactly. I like it. I like it. So. Okay, well, that's enough. That's enough Iowa talk for the day, right? P. Diddy coming home, and we ended up on a rabbit hole of whatever that guy's Twitter account is. But let's, hey, uh, everybody's tuning in today to hear what our thoughts Dude, are in the hold world. On well, hold on, hold I've been on. Scroll, I've been scrolling through this guy's Twitter feed for the last since we like since I read that last one. I'm only on his retweets from June seventh. 
Like this guy tweets more than a 14 year old girl. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know, 14 year old girls. I, I, I mean, that's probably they're probably on something other than Twitter these or days. Or yeah, or get canceled. Canceled. <laughs> anyway, uh, there you go. So, okay, let's get to what people came for. What, what did they? What did they come here for? What do people come here for? Let's open it up. We're gonna we're gonna spend the rest of the time today. And let's open it up. Our extended golf corner in this week's episode, this week's edition of the golf corner is sponsored by Saudi Oil. Oh God. Shut the damn. I gotta quit my own podcast. <laughs> Why? Can't be involved with the damn Saudis. Well, I respect your opinion. Uh, I'm sure a lot of our listeners did Phil Mickelson join the podcast all of a sudden I'm sure a lot of our listeners have strong opinions and feelings on both sides and I respect all of those opinions you would fit right in with all those guys (laughs) at the live press conferences just looking like a deer in headlights without able to say anything isn't it weird? You texted me earlier that you got to watch Phil's U.S. Open Did press you watch it. It's like, I mean, this is not not just anybody. I mean, this is Phil Mickelson, like the most opinionated, easy go, lucky, fun loving guy in the world, and he is like a computer. Like he's like Dude. calculating all of his responses, like word for word, talking really slow in the same inflection. Like it's like, what is going on? Like, uh, they've got him trained. This, let's just let's start good. before we get before we get into that. Let's start with the good about golf. Let's start. Let's re, let's uh, quick recap of the Dave Gate outing a couple weeks ago. That was a great. There time. you go. Let's talk there about you go. We get into the to the to the bad. I like it. Let's get back to the good old American golf. And when we think about American golf, we think about the David L. Gade Memorial Golf Outing that we had. What? A week uh, ago last week Saturday. Yeah, a week about a week and a half ago in Waverly, Iowa. We thought it might get rained out early in the day, but we had a little window. Got it in. Got four and a half. Bolton's group maybe took five hours, but we got we got it in. We were I feel like we were done in under four. We, we teed were, off at yeah. yeah, no, you're right. We teed off at nine. So yeah, it was one thirty ish. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was yeah. It 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 was quick though. I mean, it, it was pretty shot. quick yeah, for a best absolutely. shot for yeah. 18 I mean, teams, a full, a full best shot. You know, I mean, when you play as well as my team did, it's not going to take very long. So, <laughs> so, uh, for our listeners that weren't involved and first I should say, I mean, the star power at the David L. Gade Memorial golf outing, oh, we had, insane. it was insane. We had Marty Leary with big dummies barbecue. We had Bremer County cyclone and little Bremer County Cy uh, on the same that. team. We had Chef Brydog from uh from the from the the Controversy Kitchen podcast was there. We had Brydog. Uh, <laughs> fun fact, fun fact that I don't know if I should share or not. Oh, I'd go for it. If you, but uh, yeah. after the round, after his championship flight, first place round, championship round. Uh, up at Southwick, Brydog apparently backed his golf cart into my dad's van. <laughs> oh, up at uh, at the uh, 
Lugando. Yeah, Ryan and him went. Ryan and him <laughs> went to get the dryer off of the practice yeah. team. No, we were up then... there. Zach and I were up there. We drove oh, up okay. to because we were gonna go meet. We pick Brydog up and take him to the bar. And so we like back. You know, we like are driving out, and Zach's like, "How heavy do you think this dryer is?" And we like turn around, and they're just up there switching seats in the cart. And we're like, <laughs> "He can't be that drunk that he can't drive out to the." drive out to the golf course and pick up the, the dryer or the washer or whatever it was but he, apparently he backed into my dad's van and then goes you're driving <laughs> so that's why they switch we saw him switching we did not know the first part that's great yeah he uh he bright dog was he he was he was a lot of a lot of entertainment i'll, I'll tell a couple <laughs> quick stories about bright dog on the course so the very first hole we started on number two and he wants we get up there and he goes, I think we should use my shot over here. He's left at the green. He's like, there's a hill. There's a hill behind it. You can't go over that hill from here. Like, you just, you, you can't, get like most people would say, there's a slope you can use as a backstop. But Brighthog <laughs> called it a hill that you, quote, can't go over. So he proceeded to step up, take out his putter, and jack it off the green over that hill. We're like, okay, oh, can't go over that hill, can you, Brighthog? Up and um, down the hill. And then, like, on two of the three next holes, He's like running up from 40 yards out, marking, marking balls on the green. Like after he hits, he's like, let me go. He just like takes off running and marks the ball. And Zach looks at me. He's just like, like, we're not going to hit that ball. Right. I'm like, no, of course not. You know? And then after that, he just went like, he get like, you know, like I'm asking him about putts. I'm, you know, reading the putt. I'm like, what do you think here, bright dog? And he's like, Oh, I don't know. I'm like, you've played that course 500 times in your life. I do not know. Like, and so then he, you know, he's like, I think it's here. And I'd be like, no, no, it's over here. And he'd hit his putt and like made one of them. And he's like, Oh, it's a good thing. Drew's here to them. I'm like, God, this is the guy that was supposed to be our local course knowledge. And he can't even. <laughs> <find him." laughs> so was but, he, was, was bright dog your lead off or was Alex no, your lead off? Alex was our lead off. Alex, it was Alex, bright dog, Zach and me. And on 17, um, uh, I hit a, I hit a bomb on off the tee, right? And it starts kind of turning over and it ends up in the left rough. But Bright Dog goes, you know, off the tee, Zach's like, nice drive, man. And Bright Dog, or Bright Dog's just like, oh, that'll, that'll, that'll probably be playable. We, we get up to it and I end up hitting a six iron to about a foot and a half for an eagle. And I look at him, I'm like, and Bright Dog called my drive playable. <laughs> like, you know, like he was just, he was great. It was a lot of fun. So oh, I'm glad. That's it's, a shame missed, uh, it's a shame we missed uh, Sue Chef West, but. Uh, but Alex filled in admirably and uh, helped us win that tournament. That's the first time I've ever won a golf event. Like, ever. yeah, that's awesome. So, oh, that's yeah. awesome. And I'm glad uh, you drug Alex along. He made a couple of putts though, too, right? He made, he made a he couple made a of. Couple, he made a couple of really nice putts. Like, that's great. Uh, yeah, one, one, um, one was probably about a 10, 12 footer down the hill, and then one was just off the green on the fringe up over a hill where I was just like, yeah, if you can just get it past the hole. So we at least have a comebacker. Um, Cause we weren't on for the two putt rule. You're on so the fringe. Like, like, yeah. And he, I'm like, you just got to get it over this hill and it'll, you know, just get it up to the top of the hill and it'll just go. And, uh, and he's like, and I, now I'm saying hill cause of bright dog, you know, like slope, but whatever. <laughs> That's um, what we call him at the Waverly golf yeah, course. That's yeah, the local knowledge. So yeah. So he got it up to the top of that slope and it just took off and we're all like, Oh shit. Oh shit. And it just barely trickled in and Zach's like sprinting past the hole yelling, bright <laughs> dogs jumping up and down. I'm just like, that was really, really good. Like I don't think I could have kept that. I was worried about keeping it within ten feet. Like, yeah, that's so awesome. so yeah, it was 
it was fun. It was a good time. Uh, you guys put on a great show and, uh, uncle Dave would have loved it. So, um, so yeah, that's the most important. So raising money for the cause too. Yeah. Good stuff all around. Yeah. Three, uh, just over three grand again this year. So, uh, about the same as last year. And last year we gave a good chunk of money to the, uh, golf course. They were doing a fundraiser to replace some trees, you know, the ash bore and, Mm -hmm other you know wind and storm damage lost a lot of trees over the years so they're raising money to to replace those so that's good and then uh yeah we'll see we're talking you know they're building new little league diamonds uh new ball diamonds in waverly too that dave obviously was i think he ran the waverly little league was a coach when his kids were that age and ran the little Mm -hmm. league for years so um throw some money their way and uh keep it going do it again next year but yeah it came down to the wire and uh you were pissed that you had to start on hole two but at the end of the day we ha- we started on hole four and we- you beat us by what one stroke i think at the end yeah, um yeah we got i mean we would have lost to you in the card back because of your mm-hmm. drive on 17 or your eagle on 17 but we bogeyed number two because we had to finish with two one two three we had to finish with one two three we bogeyed two and then uh i mean it was a tough bender 20 foot putt, but I absolutely would have made it had Marty's cell phone not started ringing as I was getting ready to hit my putt, but. Oh, that birdie putt on three. Yeah. We came up Everybody's, with three and Zach and I were just like, where's the tree? Like, yeah. yeah. The tree's gone. So that's yeah. one of the trees, but yeah, I was lining up my putt, getting ready to hit it. And all of a sudden Marty's phone rings. Cause Hubbard's calling him about the pulled pork or some shit. And I was like, Hey, I've played with Marty in league for a couple of years. I should be used to this. At least he's not on a Zoom call like he has been on previous league nights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Good stuff. All the way all the way around. What golf what golf is uh, supposed to be about. So Yeah, and the one thing about the David L. Gade Memorial outing is it's a shotgun start. Similar like, to Live Golf. <laughs> it's like the Live Golf <laughs> exhibition tournament that they put on uh last Saturday. Let's Let's go to it. You. So what do you think of, uh, I mean, you got Mickelson, you got DJ, Dustin Johnson, I think was the first kind of surprising name. Yeah. Um, um, you know, I think obviously I said the Europeans, there's what Bryson and Pat Reed, Ricky Fowler. I mean, has Ricky Fowler announced for sure yet? I don't think so. Don't there's think rumors so, but also Ricky, yeah, there's rumors about Bubba. Ricky, Ricky's terrible right now. Yeah, he has, he, yeah, he's, yeah. he's completely irrelevant in the Not world of golf, but. Yeah. yeah, but here's so I think I I think I even said this back, uh, you know, the, when the Phil thing came out where he said they're scary motherfuckers and we know what they did and, you know, and and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden it was like DJ statement comes out, Bryson statement comes out. All these guys are saying they're sticking with the tour, sticking with the tour, sticking with the tour. And I think I said to you at the time, like, yeah, that's it for now. But all it's going to take is one guy taking the money. Right. And and then and here and then here we go. And. You know, and DJ took the money, and Graham McDowell took the money, and Lee Westwood, and all those guys from all those guys from South Africa, um, which, like, based on the history of South Africa, probably shouldn't be real surprising. Um, I doubt they really care about like issues like that. And um, but I, th- I think, you know, for me, it's for me, it's just sad, right? Because there is there are things wrong with the PGA Tour, right? But this is not 
somebody coming in trying to fix what is wrong with the PGA Tour or fix what is wrong with golf or to start an upstart league to challenge to challenge golf and you know at the highest levels. This is pure sports washing by a government run by bad bad people like a, a government that you know doesn't allow women to drive cars doesn't allow women to do really anything without the permission of their husband or father um kills gay people um you know like you go down the line you just go right down the line like the stuff they're doing in yemen like i mean and look somebody could come back to me and say well, they're an ally of the United States government. And I would say to you that, yes, that is true, but geopolitical for, uh, geopolitical factors are different than a golf league, right? Like you have to, as a leader of this country, you have to take in consideration some things that, and, and work with some people that you probably don't want to work with in order to do what's right, to quote, for Americans, right? You see it right now, like, we don't want to have $5 gas forever, right? We don't want to have, like, these are things that are, that, that are issues. So that's where at a geopolitical level, those decisions have to be made. Those decisions should not be involved in a, in, you know, in, in a golf league and not just, not just in golf. Like, I mean, you know, they have the Saudi international tournament every year. Like it was part of the European tour. It's now part of the Asian tour, but that's different than the government actually running the league and throwing insane amounts of money at people that the PGA tour that, that all these guys that are saying, well, the PGA tour brought this on themselves for having a bad product for having a bad product and all this, blah, 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 blah. But none of it would have mattered. Cause how good could the product have like, if the product was incredible, it's still $200 million to Phil Mickelson. That's if the product crazy. was incredible, it's still $150 million to Justin Johnson, $150 million to Bryson DeChambeau. Like, so basically what these guys have determined is like, okay, like my soul is worth $200 million. Right. My soul is worth, you know, like if, if you got to make a deal with the devil, like these guys have found their price. And I know some people are going to disagree with me on that comment. Um, I'm not here to tell you that I wouldn't that, that I've been in that position to tell you yes or no for sure. But I would hope my principles would win out. And if I was in a position of Dustin Johnson where he was a year away from being he, he's got his 20 wins, he's one year away, 15 years and 20 wins gets you a lifetime membership on the PGA Tour. Like you can play in any golf tournament you want. Phil's a lifetime member, right? They don't have to play 14, 14, 15 tournaments. They can play whenever they want, right? Like, they, and and to be one year away from that and make the money that DJ's made, made the money that Phil's made, to just throw all of that legacy away to go work for these guys in this league that does not care about golf. It does not care about providing a product that's that's good. And and they might provide a product that's good, right? They might have a good tip, a, a good telecast i would i would think i i'm not gonna watch it so i don't know but it it just sucks right and and no sports leagues ever really succeeded where half the best players are in one spot and the other half are yeah. in the other and and so it's gonna take down golf and if golf's just the same 48 guys playing shitty golf courses in 54 hole exhibition tournaments with a shotgun start that eliminates all drama of like, Oh, this guy's got this hole coming up. Like, can you imagine watching the masters and being like, okay, well that guy just got done on hole six. Like, you know, like it's it just, it doesn't make, it's just not, it's not what I want to see. And honestly, I'm pretty bummed about it. Um, basically everybody I know has talked to me about it. Cause like, they know how much I love professional, professional golf. <laughs> and like, I, well, and, it's, uh, and it sucks. Yeah. And it's a, it, it transcends, 
it's one of those stories that transcends sports, right? Right. Like even if, you know, just because of the political stuff that you were talking about too. But the craziest thing to me is like how much freaking money do the Saudis it's, yeah. have? It's insane. Like uh, the, tell no, our the, the to, amount of money yeah. that's being thrown out there. And then when I say that, and this always happens, but what I wish people would do instead of giving the scripted deer in a headlight, you know, uh, computer responses or whatever, or manufactured responses, I wish somebody would just be like, you know what? It's a shit ton of money. And I know it's not necessarily coming from the greatest of sources, but that money still spends the same, right? You know, like that's why they're all doing it you is know, because I would almost have more respect for them if they just said I that's that's what that, honestly that's what my soul was worth right that was my price and, and it's a lot of money you know, and I have to play less it's less tournaments it's three rounds instead of four and yeah but see, it's the thing with that the thing with that I mean that, DJ DJ got an appearance fee allegedly his appearance fee or his basically signing bonus was more than his career earnings, right? To date. Like, that's insane. Yeah. No, I mean, it's $125 million and he signed for five years, right? So he's going to make, you know, so you, you look at that, it's, you know, it's $25 million a year. Um, and then it's, you know, the money that they make in the, this year, the eight events or the 12 events or the 15 events or how many they end up playing, right? But the sure. problem is when you say that, when you say they're going to play less, okay, cool. They're, they're going to play less, but they no longer say when when they want to play or if they don't want to play right if dj coming off the us open is in the travelers championship the next week in hartford and he decides you know what my kid's sick i'm gonna stay home he can pull out of that tournament right or if he wants to add a tournament here or there or say you know his kids his kids graduating his kids got he wants to coach little league or whatever they're independent contractors they can pick and choose right they can say i'm gonna go to this tournament you gotta play 15 right um, or you got to play enough to be in the top 125 to keep your card. But DJ's getting to the point where he could literally play the four majors and yeah. six other tournaments, and he's good, right? Now he wouldn't have that 125 million dollars. Um, uh, and uh, but you know, with Liv, you're playing those tournaments, right? You, you're you know, if that tournament happens to be scheduled on the day that you know one of his kids, the old Tatum Johnson, turns seven, you know he's He's playing in that tournament. He's not, I mean, you're going to tell uh, MBS no, right? Like, right, right. You know, so, I mean, I, I think there's some, you know, like, there, there, there are things that are, that are good. There are things that are bad about it. I mean, when I say good, I mean, like, you can make a, you can make a case. You could say that, right? I play less. I'm playing in a 54-hole tournament. You know, we're growing the game, quote. And, you know, you can, you can throw all these things out, but the reason they sound so disingenuous coming out of their mouths is because it's all bullshit and they know it's all bullshit. So that's yeah, like you said, absolutely. say it's about the money. Just say it's about the money. You know, like, I mean, Phil, Phil said today, I, I want to pick and choose when I play. And the guys that came on after him and like Jim Gallagher Jr. is just like, dude, Phil has a lifetime exemption. He can already do he that. He can already yeah. do that, right? Like Phil's going to grow the game, right? And he, so somebody actually asked him in the press conference, um, said, well, Phil, what did you guys do to grow the game last weekend in London? And Phil's like, well, uh, you know, there are a bunch of kids out there. And they're like, dude, there are kids running all over the place back here. Like, you know, like, what are you talking about? There are kids out there. Um, you know, they said, we're going to go to all these 
places where golf isn't at or something. And it's like, dude, like seven of these or five of these tournaments are in the, you know, in the U.S. More than that, I think. Yeah. Like, I mean, look, it's Portland, Boston, Chicago, Bangkok. But Bangkok has a tournament now. I mean, there's golf in Bangkok. And then there's one in Saudi Arabia and then Doral. Right. So there's two more that aren't in the United States this year. Um, right. One's in Bangkok, October 7th to 9th. One's in Saudi Arabia the very next week. And then, you know, two weeks later, back in Miami. But if you if you were serious about 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 your legacy, would you be flying to London to fly back to play the U.S. Open in Boston this week? Would you be right. going out to Portland and then going all the way the very next week uh, over to St. Andrews? If you cared, if you cared about winning the 150th British Open, excuse me, the Open. Um, <laughs> if you if you cared about that, would you be would you be going to Portland to play in a 54 hole hit and giggle, um, and then fly all the way across, you know, halfway around the world to, to to win the Open, you know? And so that's the other part of this is like these guys. It's it's all a bunch of guys that are that are that are basically done right now, right? Even DJ is very close to done, right? Like I mean, he he can still you know play some good golf, but he's not competing week in week out like he used to. And or you know when I say week in week out, you know what I mean. But these other guys, Graham McDowell's done, Martin Keimer's done, Lee Westwood's done, Ian Poulter. Oh done. yeah, even like, Sergio and Sergio yeah. done. Um, yeah. Phil. I mean, the the further we get away from it, the more and more. I mean, as shocking as it was that he won that PGA at Kiowa, like it's even more shocking now. Like, I mean, Phil Phil's got two rounds this week. He's not going to break seventy five in either round. He's going home. Like, he doesn't have a chance. Like at, at Brookline, yeah. did you watch any of those videos of those holes? Yeah, yeah, have a chance. Like, there's no way <laughs> he's gonna like. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. I I feel like anything that anything that people who are pro this this Saudi golf uh, exhibition league, anything that they say to me or anything that they say negative about the PGA tour, I'm like, yeah, okay. That you are probably right about the PGA tour, but tell me, explain to me how that stops what's happening now. Right. Exactly. Like, Nothing's get, the yeah. coverage oh. sucks. The PGA tour. Well, okay, fine. So they take out commercials and lose more money. And the live and like and the live tournament was only streaming on YouTube, like it wasn't even on TV. I think the average, the average over the three days was like like sixty thousand people watching it on average. Like nobody paid attention to it throughout the world, you yeah. know. And and, and Charles Schwartzel, I think, won the tournament. Some what, the, the team, the team thing doesn't make any sense, right? And no, not at all. Like, oh, the the PGA Tour is just seventy-two hole stroke play. Okay, well, they're 54 hole stroke play with a team stroke play event that nobody can really understand. And all of a sudden they were like, hey, the nincompoops from South Africa won it or whatever, you know, like, uh, and it wouldn't surprise they me. They have a draft or something. Yeah, but that's the other thing. I, I read somebody's article that said, like, they didn't even draft that team. Those are all guys from South Africa that decided they wanted to play together. So some teams were drafted, some teams weren't. And I'm just like, nice. none of this makes any sense. Like, I it's didn't all know just bullshit, you know, and. So, so anyway, um, it's, I, I think the PGA tour has got to do some different things. I don't know what the answer is. It's not like golf is, you know, what, what are they going to do? Like, okay. So they have too many tournaments. So maybe in the fall, there's some talk of making the fall series, maybe like some type of team event throughout the fall series. It's going to watch those events. Anyway, they're going up against the NFL. Yeah, and the exactly. Like nobody's going to watch yeah. them. That's, that's why you got out. Uh, that's why you moved. 
you know, the only event that you put up against college football and uh, pro football is the Ryder Cup. That's the only one you put up against it. You know, you you move the playoffs out of September for that reason. So I, I don't know what the answer is. I just think it's it's disingenuous to put all this on the tour when all the things you're pissed about on the tour is the way the tour makes money. I'm pissed about commercials, I'm pissed about TV partners. Phil's pissed that he doesn't have his media rights or something. And it's like, well, LeBron James doesn't have his fucking media rights. Like, why the hell would you get them? Like, what what would the broadcasters be paying for if they didn't have the media, you know, the media rights? Um, you know, so all of it is just disingenuous and it all comes back down to the Saudis are starting a league that does not give a shit if it makes money, does not give a shit if a single person watches it, does not give a shit if Greg Norman's running around like a moron, which he is, like does not give a shit about any of it they just want it for sports sports washing and it's going to work because a, a golf writer for golf digest or golf.com today after phil's press conference said i mean phil can say all these things over and over but at some point it's just you know beating a dead horse like when are we going to move on i'm like dude it's been like six days yeah. like since, like what are you talking about so um it's gonna work and you know golf's gonna suck because it's gonna be run by muhammad ben salman and like in this and the public investment fund and it just sucks yeah and i think part of the reason why in my opinion is because the four majors are all like the pg like what is what the pga tour has the president's cup and the Ryder cup right like no they don't have the Ryder cup they have the president's cup and the players uh, all the tournaments yeah Yeah. but the Ryder cup to qualify for the Ryder cup without being a captain's pick it's pga tour events or something right for well, Americans, anyway. Yeah, yeah. For Americans, it's going to be PGA Tour events. That's the only place you get you get points. And the PGA, so the Ryder Cup is run by the PGA of America, which also runs the PGA Championship. The PGA of America has said, if you're in this Live Golf League, you are no longer going to right. be right. So the PGA Championship, championship you're out. So they're not going to be in the Players. They're not going to be in the PGA Championship. They're not going to be in the Ryder Cup. They're not going to be in the Presidents Cup. Those four are gone, right? And then the Open, the British Open, or the Open. Is the their own thing, and I can't the imagine RNA. them. They're not going to no. banning guys because there's so many European guys that did it. And then the Masters, who the hell knows what the Masters is going to do, Fred, right? Fred Ridley, Fred Ridley, and the Masters are pretty tight with PGA, with PGA Tour. So you, you don't know, like you just you, they haven't really said, um, you know, like. You and just the don't thing know. with the Masters, maybe they can say we're not going to let live golfers in, but like DJ and Phil have won the Masters, and the Masters, like Sandy Lyle's still out there hitting shit around, like you know they're hey. past champs, but. So this is not the same thing. Please don't, listeners, freak out and equate this. And Hal Cabrera didn't get invited back this year, right? He's yeah, in jail true. for domestic abuse in, in Argentina. Like it's not the same thing, but. It, they have, you know, they they, they can they can they not invite. Yeah, it's an invitation. They want they can, it. Yeah, yeah right. They, right. Yeah, they they get to make their decision, and I think that'd be the big one. Um, you know, when you think about the the PGA Tour is in a tough spot because the four, you know, the five biggest events in golf, the four majors and the Ryder Cup, they do not own those properties, right? Um, right. So when when you start, and I think about, that, and I think because of that, that's the atmosphere that has kind of allowed this to happen, right? Right. It it's allowed built, this to like, come, yeah. Now I don't get to play in the players. Now if they, I mean, all those guys are playing. I don't. Is, is Charles is Bright Dog's boy uh, Charles playing the U.S. Open this week? Um, I don't know if he is in the field. But anyways, um, but the live but yeah. the live golfers are playing the U.S. Open, so it's like mm-hmm. you know, 
all I'm missing out on is the Canadian Open and the John Deere and, you know, the Houston Which Open. I'm, Whatever. I'm all for, actually, because these are open championships. If you qualify based on their criteria, then you you should be able to play in the in the Open or the U.S. Open. Now, what's going to happen here is uh, one thing to consider with Liv is that they currently do not get world golf ranking points for Liv tournaments. Yeah. Um, and their 54-hole events, the strength of field are bad right now. I mean, they'll, they'll get better, but, like, you know, Chase Kepko was in that field. Like, you know, uh, James Augustine was in that field. Like, they're... There, there, there were some bad golfers in that field. Um, so what would their world ranking points look like? And then would those guys fall out of the top 50? And typically those top 50 in the world golf rankings gets you into, in, into these yeah, exemption into these open tournaments. So if those guys start falling out of that stuff, you know, and, and also what happens to some of these guys, the Taylor Gooches, the Kevin Nas, the Peter Ulines, like th- those guys that like Peter Uline sucks, fuck him. But, um, you know, Kevin Na and, <laughs> And Taylor Gooch and some of these other guys, like when when other people start coming, like, see ya, like you're not gonna be like, are you gonna be one of the 48? They've said they're not going past 48 golfers, so are they gonna kick out? Like, is there gonna be some type of qualifying to get into it, one of these? Like, are they gonna have right. to play a Monday qualifier to see who tees it up on Thursday? I would say probably not. You know, like, so I I, I don't know. The whole thing just it. Like you said, though, the PGA, when you said the John Deere, or the Canadian Open, there there are really, in the PGA Tour, there are about, you know, there's Riviera. There's, the I would say Phoenix Open, Riviera. Yeah. Um, the players. The, the players. The Heritage is cool at, uh, at Harbor Town. The Travelers is cool um, uh, after the week after the, um, the U.S. Open. I mean, that's about it, man. Like the Arnold Palmer Invitational is okay. You know, the Memorial is okay, but like those are those are things because it was Arnold Palmer's tournament and it's Jack Nicholas's tournament. Yeah, but like the the courses aren't you know. But so really, you know, there's seven or eight weeks outside of the majors where there's actually like, okay, this is cool. I'm gonna watch this, um, and and that's me. So. Oh, you know, what's like is a guy like you is not, you know, you might turn it on if Jordan Spieth's in the lead or like Sunday when it was Rory and Finau and JT kind of like having a cool, uh, cool final round duel there. But that's that's kind of their problem is that they, they have 48 tournaments a year and the casual kind of suck, you know, like yeah, the casual fan cares about maybe a handful on right. top of the majors. Yeah. So, so yeah, it, it's, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm and just, it'll be interesting just, too. I was reading an article yesterday around uh, the PGA Tour banning these guys that jumped ship. And they haven't these, banned them; they've suspended them. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the legality around that, in that, like Ian Poulter, I think, has said he's planning on suing the PGA, and it, basically they talked to a handful of lawyers that were all like, "Yeah, the PGA Tour." has for years considered these guys independent contractors and not employees of the PGA tour. So like, you know, legally, how do you, I'm not required you... as a business to hire any independent contractor, right? right. If you, if you but... break, if you break, you know, if, cause they, they broke the bylaw by applying for a waiver, not getting the waiver and competing in the tournament anyway. So I think a suspension, as long as they keep, calling it a suspension and not a ban. Now you could go, you know, like I'm not an antitrust lawyer. I'm going to guess a lot of these lawyers that were talking in these 
in these articles are probably not antitrust yeah, lawyers either. Well, either I'm that gonna or guess are, the PGA on... Tour. I'm going to guess PGA Tour's got some pretty good antitrust lawyers in there. Um, you know, like making sure that they're doing the right things. And like, you know, that, that, that's, that's my favorite part of all this stuff. It's always like, well, I mean, the people, people on in, in this country have gone from epidemiologists to former Soviet, um, foreign relations, um, uh, experts. So they got epidemiologists before we had election experts, election result experts, then we had, you know, Soviet Ukraine relation, Russia Ukraine relation experts, and now we've got antitrust experts, and they're all the same person. So I don't know how they have time to actually work if they're experts <laughs> in all these things. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. You, you might be right, you know. But like, Ian Poulter can go fuck himself, dude. He's forty-five years old and he's done. Like, get out <laughs> oh, of here. Oh, I know. I'm like, just saying. Like Phil Mickelson today, our, when they, you know, when they, when he said he's proud of his thirty years and he's proud of what he's accomplished on the PGA Tour, I'm like, you motherfucker, you are tearing it down. You are tearing down pro golf to take money from Saudi Arabia because you have a gambling problem uh, and, and couldn't make nine hundred million dollars that you've made in your career apparently last long enough that you didn't need another two hundred million. You know, like. Like when we get down to it, it, like the more and more I talk about it, the matter and matter I get about like if these guys really wanted to fix something like the PGL was sitting there, the Premier Golf League. Right. They were sitting there. You could have gone there and tried to start something that actually would would have been competition. This isn't competition. This is not driven by market forces. This is not driven by any sane. They threw a golf tournament this weekend with zero sponsors, zero TV deal, and we're just handing out tickets to people. They couldn't have made any money, right? They had to lose, you know, they had to lose millions putting just the tournament on. That is not competition. That is a government coming in and just just throwing things completely out of whack and anybody that is a capitalist or cares about free markets or like cares about these things should be pissed off about that. Like that is not what that, that is not how society works. That is not how free market societies work. That is not how capitalistic societies work. This is a freaking government handout is what it is. And uh, like, and, and, and people that don't see it, like, I just, I, 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 I don't know what else to say. Like, I don't know how more, like how many more things I can, like, I, I feel like I'm talking to people like that are into QAnon too. When you talk to those people and you're just like, well, like none of this makes any sense. Like you ask them one question and it blows it all apart. Right. And they, they just kind of shake their head and move on to something else. That's what the people in the live golf thing are doing. That's what all these people are doing. And it's just like, it just, it, and you know what? We just spent 40 minutes talking about it. And the U S opens this week at, Frickin' Brookline at the country, like at like one of the five founding golf uh, USGA golf courses in this country, like one of the coolest golf courses on the planet. And we spent 40 minutes talking about a a golf, a golf event that was held at the Centurion Club in London, which is terrible. That's going to go to Pumpkin Farms, which sucks, whose championship is going to be at Doral, which is fucking terrible. Like. Technically, other than saying Charles won it, we didn't really talk about the event itself. No, we talked about all the drama around it, but no. But yeah, so nobody's nobody's still listening to this. This is like me. This is this is me outside screaming at blades of grass, right? (laughs) Yeah. Our (laughs) resident, the we have high expectations resident expert on non compete clauses, is outside screaming at grass. (laughs) (laughs) We got an expert on everything. (laughs) But no, I um. 
Yeah, I I worry that it's not going away, and no, it's uh, not away. it will. You know, what I have, what I fear is that everybody's got a price, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I mean, Rory won the Canadian Open and took a jab at Norman, and all that's great, and all these young guys and Tiger and everybody are all saying the right things, but. So were all the ones, so was DJ and all the ones that took the money too. So, you know, Pat, do they all Pat have Perez. prices too? You know, Pat, Pat Perez. Pat, going, Pat yeah. Perez has a, like, had had a, like an Instagram or something where somebody asked him if he was going to the live golf thing and he just responded, fuck no. And he only got $10 million. Yeah, well, he's going. And he's gone. <laughs> yeah, and, and and they, they were talking about that on Golf Central today on uh, Live from the U.S. Open, you know, and, and Jim Gallagher Jr. made that point. Like, you know, I mean, maybe everybody has a prize. And and Brandel said, like, what I thought, like, what, what I kind of thought is, well, I hope that's not true. You know, I really hope that's not true. And somebody could come to me and say, you're, you're full of shit. And I can just say, like, hey, I don't think I would take the money. I I, in my in my heart of hearts, like playing on the PGA Tour would be the coolest shit in the world, right? Like just like getting to go out and play Riviera and the Waste Management and you know Kapalua and Augusta and all and Southern Hills and you know you can just go down the line Detroit Detroit Country Club like Oakland Hills like all these great country clubs around the country and you play golf for a living like at what point is enough enough man like and i know that's the, I, yeah. and i know like every you say everybody's got a price and like and, and you know you maybe you're right but like i just don't i don't think i would do it i just i, I really don't and I, I i mean they offered tiger the rumors they offered tiger like damn near a billion dollars oh yeah like and he said and no that's where and that's where like i mean me sitting here today in sumner iowa i would do it for 10 million dollars <laughs> you know but right if me, you're saying like your life right now yeah like you got to put yourself in there as jt already making millions getting an extra five million a year you know like so you said earlier you said dj um you said dj what'd you say dj's career earnings right his his signing bonus was more than his career earnings um, so his career winnings on the PGA tour, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm looking it up right now. His career winnings, $74 million, yeah. 70, that's before a, a single sponsor. That's before a single appearance fee that he's gotten by going to the Saudi, uh, the Saudi invitation or going over to Abu Dhabi and playing in, in some of these European tour events where they can pay, where they pay an appearance fee to these guys. Right. Um, so that's, I mean, and that's, you know, DJ, DJ shit on his biggest sponsor too, RBC by, you know, screwing them out, you know, going over to live like right before their Canadian open. Right. RBC is the sponsor of the Canadian open. Like RBC probably pays him, you know, probably had a $20 million endorsement deal with him over 10 years or something, you know? So it's not like DJ when you, when you say it's more than his career winnings, yes, you're right. But his career winnings are 74 million. If you had $74 million, would you want to work for anybody? Would you want to put your name online and work for anybody? So here, along those lines, and my boy Brandel Chambly, who you brought up, he was on, I think, Dan Patrick's show or one of those shows, and I watched it, and he made an excellent point in that if you look at the all all athletes, any sport, the all-time career earnings, 
for athletes. Michael Jordan's number one with like over two and a half billion. Tiger Woods is number two with two billion. And I believe maybe this is inflation adjusted, but like Greg Norman. Greg Norman is like number oh, yeah. fifteen oh, yeah. all time. I mean, he's made yeah. like eight hundred some million dollars. He's made more money than Mike Tyson, Alex Rodriguez, Kevin Durant, Jeff Gordon, Peyton Manning, Derek Jeter, Oscar De La Hoya. So, if they're like the PGA Tour is really that bad, you yeah. know, like yeah. I mean, they're making more money than like all time greats in all kinds of other sports. Phil Mickelson's number eleven. He's he's neck and neck with Roger Federer. He's made more money in his career than David Beckham, you know? Yeah. So yeah. what, do you, what, what's so wrong about the league that you played in when you've made more money yeah, than David freaking Beckham, mind, you know, man. than Kobe Bryant right. and Shaq, like it's yeah. nuts. Yeah. The, but, issues um, with the, P, the issues with the PGA tour are, you know, they're, they're too long to get into, but like when these guys, like they are the PGA tour, all the stuff the PGA tour does bringing in these media deals, getting, getting these events put on, getting these sponsors involved, getting these guys an opportunity to go out and get these other sponsors. I think it's pretty striking today. Phil's standing there in his press conference. He's got no KPMG on his hat, not wearing a hat, right? He's got no Callaway on his sleeve. He's got no work day on his chest. He's got no, you know, Amstel light or whatever, you know, all these other deals that he had, they're gone. And it's just him with his, with his logo. And like, I mean, Phil could have, Phil was going to be the Ryder cup captain at, at Beth page. Like he absolutely was going to be there. And now Tiger's going to get that Tiger's going to be the Ryder cup captain there. Right. And, um, and it, like, and Phil's not going to get that moment. And Phil, it, it's just, it's, it's sad, man. Like, I mean, the fact that he didn't, defend his title at, at Southern Hills and played in that hit and giggle shotgun start ridiculous event. And, you know, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I like sad is just like the thing that the, the, like from where he was one year ago to like now all That's crazy, <clears throat> all for all for money. Like he could have been like, he could have been, he could have took Nick Faldo's job and made $20 million a year calling golf on CBS. That's gone. Yeah. You know, like, so anyway, I, I guess let's just briefly hit on the U.S. Open to pick up my spirits a little bit. I got a couple, a couple things I wanted to hit on there and then we'll, we'll call it one. That was just, yeah. just a downer for everybody. I think it was pretty <laughs> good though. Like, I think it was, I think we kind of hit all the, I told you I was going to have a lot to say about it. And, you know, I, I did. Hey, we, so. We knocked down some walls. We opened up the golf corner just for you. But yeah, U.S. Open. You yes. mentioned that Brookline. Uh, it's a golf open concept living room kitchen at this point. Um, <laughs> the uh, yeah. What do you want to say about the U.S. Open? And then let's each give uh, let's each Charles give Wilson, our picks. Not not in the U.S. Open. Um, yeah, so apparently they didn't give it. They didn't give an exemption for winning that. Um, <laughs> that hit and giggle. Um, but uh, no. So Brookline, like I said, it's one of the five founding. USGA courses, right? And so it's it's ton of history. Um, Francis Omet, you gotta go look that up. An amateur in 1913 beat Harry Varner and uh, or Harry Varden, sorry, and one other guy from England that I'm I can't remember his name right now, but they were like the two big pros at the time. He like hit, he apparently hit a stone top on the first tee of the first day, hit the ball like 30 yards, and then ended up winning the golf tournament. So like just like history like that is cool, right? I think that that stuff's pretty cool. Um, and this, like, if you go, like, if, if anybody has 15 minutes to kill at some point, go to YouTube, 
watch um, the Golf Digest uh, hole-by-hole video, like the aerial hole-by-hole. It is a super cool golf course, like tons of really cool features on the hole. Like number nine has like, it's a blind tee shot, but the pond, like this pond kind of like jets into the fairway and the fairway slopes towards the pond. So they're going to be guys that come over this thinking they've hit a ball in the fairway and the ball is going to be in the water and they're just going to be super pissed at the USGA and it's going to be great. Um, they've got all kinds of cool, um, uh, you know, uh, elevated greens. Um, they've got like, uh, the 13th hole is a combination of actually two holes. Um, uh, cause they, they combined there's, there's an 18 hole championship course. And then there's a nine hole course they call the primrose and they combine, they take four holes from the primrose course and, um, 15 holes or 14 holes from the other course to make up the 18 and the 13th hole is actually two holes um combined on the primrose course so it you're going to see guys like they might be hitting a shot off of a green off of what normally is a green into the actual green for the 13th hole um so there's gonna be like a lot of cool things like that uh i don't think you're gonna be able to run it up like like bryson did at wingfoot like all those open fronts on those greens these greens are the small second smallest greens in u.s open history behind only pebble beach so i think you're gonna have to hit greens you're gonna have to hit fairways to hit greens um and so yeah so i'm 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 looking forward to it i can't wait for 6 45 or 7 or 6 a.m on uh on wednesday or thursday i'll have my i'll have my peacock subscription up and running and we'll be watching on peacock for the first few hours flipping over to the usa network and then to nbc for some u.s open golf I'm, i'm jacked i'm ready to go i need to just watch golf and forget about this other shit going on for a while yeah exactly and hey you'll have a whole nother reason to cheer against some guys too right it's gonna be weird i've never i've like i've never cheered against uh dustin johnson in my life but i i'm not gonna cheer against him but i'm not gonna cheer for him um uh you know phil i like i said he's gonna shoot two rounds over 75 and be gone by middle of the day on friday so who fucking cares you know like (laughs) no reason to talk about him in this event um if you if you're 10 over par three rounds at the centurion club in london like you don't got a chance at brookline um but yeah, I'm I'm look I'm looking forward to it. I hope surgery fall, Sergio falls in the quarry. Um, yeah, <laughs> and never uh, to be seen again. Never be seen again. Um, some of these other a holes, Poulter. I hope I hope a Boston I hope a Boston fan start Boston fans start a fuck you Poulter chan or something. Um, you know, just 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 you know the good old fashioned American stuff, the good wholesome American golf That's fan right. stuff. Hey, those so. Boston fans have been known to do such. Um, but so it, with all that said, we'll we'll get everybody out of here on this. Who's your who's your pick? If you had to pick one guy, who's your pick to win this year's U.S. One Open? One guy. I'm gonna go with pick your pick your guy and then a sleeper. I'm just gonna pick my guy. Yeah, maybe I'll give a sleeper too. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Justin Thomas. I think he's gonna go JT. back to back. Really. It was going to be Justin Thomas or Colin Morikawa. I I, I want to pick Rory because, like, I mean, he was great last weekend, but you know, nobody's won the weekend before the U.S. Open and won the U.S. Open since, like, 1920. Um, so that seems unnecessary. But Justin Thomas, I mean, he's hitting tons of fairways. He's a great iron player. His putting's been pretty good. And then Morikawa, Morikawa's an unbelievable iron player, too. And I think, like, that's going to be the key because – greens are small they're not going to hold great and you get into some of that rough or you get into some of the deep greenside bunkers and it's gonna be tough so 
Um, so those are those are those are the two guys I was thinking. A dark horse. I mean, would you consider Billy Horschel a dark horse? He's like ranked like 13th in the world right now. I think I can't really call him a dark horse, right? Yeah, I think he can as far as the odds go. Um, I was so. Uh, let me see if I can find him here. So I, I was going to go with Morikawa as my pick over, yeah. uh, I got him at 16 to one. JT is 14 to one. Um, let me see if I can find Horschel here. Yeah. Billy Ho is number 11. Horschel. I got him. Billy Horschel. I've got him at 80 to one. So yeah, that would be a dark horse for me as far yeah. as the betting boards go. You can't believe the 11th, the 11th of the world's 80 to one on that shows you how hard it is to win these type of yeah. things. Exactly. Which makes what I'm gonna what I'm gonna say to you even more crazy right now. In his last four U.S. Opens, Brooks Kepka has been beat by three or by four guys. Yeah, I know. That's first, crazy. first, second, tie fourth. He's been beat by yeah. four guys out of like 690 some guys. Like, isn't that like the craziest shit in the world? Like, it is. So, anyway. Um, but yeah, I guess that would be my, who, who are you going to go dark horse wise? My dark horse was going to be Hovland, but I can't can do that. He's freaking 20 to one and your dark yeah. horse is 80 to one. Victor Hovland's like the seventh ranked golfer in the world. Like well, I, know, I know I'm thinking, but, the, I'm thinking the 11th, but I'm, I'm, looking, get, I know, like, I'm, I'm just looking down the odds list here. Um, I'll go Mark Leishman, put that cat on a leash, leash 65 leash. to one, 65 to one. Really? Yeah. What's uh what's big tone? What's big tone coming in at right now? Yeah, Finau is thirty-five to one. Uh he's thirty five to one. What about Cameron? What about your boy Cam Young? Oh yeah, Cam Young was my boy until he didn't win the goddamn last one. Um I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know if I see him on here. I'm gonna have to search it up. That's the other thing you're going to see, though, with one last live thing is these guys, these older guys that were just kind of clogging up spots on the PGA. I don't tour. see Cam Young. He's is. Yeah, I he's don't it. see him he's on this it. list. He's, he's in it. it. I just don't yeah. see him on the uh, top contenders list. I'm looking yeah. at here. So you're going to see you're going to see more guys like you're going to see how good the guys on the Corn Ferry Tour actually are. Like th- there's a lot of really good young players that that could compete on the PGA tour that don't because of the number of exempt players on the PGA tour. Yeah, a lot of those guys true. leaving. Like, I mean, look at the, look at the leaderboard of the PGA. It was Mito Pereira, Will Zalatoris, Cam Young. All of those guys were battlefield promotions on the corn Ferry tour. Cause they won three, they won three times on the corn Ferry tour and, and, and got promoted. Um, and all had to stay an extra year because of that COVID year that where they, where they didn't. So you're going to see a lot, uh, there's a lot of really, really talented golfers out there um, and a lot of guys that can compete at a high level. Um, So maybe that'll be a positive from, from all this. We won't have to watch the guys that are um, that just can't compete anymore. I mean, they can't compete in a full field and have to go hit, you know, have to go play on a shotgun start because they can only be up, you know, they can't get up in the morning and, 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 you know, they can't stay out too late at night. So they have to play from, you know, 10 to two and, you know, and, and so, so anyway, that kind of golf. Pampered. Yeah, as, as long as, as those... As my boy Patrick Cantlade would say, these pampered fucks. As long as those guys, as long as the live doesn't go after those guys, doesn't go after some of those up-and-comers, too, you know. That, yeah. That... No. It never... That, no. uh, but Louie. Yeah. Louie's in it. There you go. Well, let's wrap it up, my man. That was a good old travel around the world, a golf world corner. And uh, Maybe we should just make this a golf podcast. That's the most fun I've had for a while. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we'll be back to regularly scheduled programming uh, <laughs> until the next uh, major event, probably. Yeah. Well, the next uh, major is only like three weeks away, so. Yeah. And That's I'll right. Be in, I'll be in Tennessee for that one. Across the pond. No, there's not a pond. I'm going across the Mississippi River. But oh. They're going across the pond. Yeah. That's right. Okay. That's right. Gotcha. I see what you were saying. Very good. Well, thanks for your insight, my man. Um, hey, anytime. I think anytime. We, uh, I know I'm going to lock my doors tonight after all the stuff we covered on this podcast uh, about the Saudis. <laughs> yeah, we're probably going to get murdered at some point, people. <laughs> um, so just a heads up, Brad and I might not be back next week. If, if we're not, hey, here's the we've deal. been here's known deal. to here's take weeks off. We've been, if, if we're not back just, in like yeah. a month, get worried. Yeah. If if one of us says, if you like hear somebody talk about us going to some kind of shady embassy or or consulate, just, you know, go ahead and, and, and cash in the life insurance policies at that point. <laughs> um, so anyway, no. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's have a good U.S. Open and let's, let's break it all down next week. Sounds like a plan. Have a good night, my man. We'll, uh, yep. We'll play play us out with a little more, play us out with a little more. I'm coming home. I already closed (laughs) it out, but Hey, here's what I got for you. We'll live to see another day. Well, we very much will.